Good morning, church. How are you this morning? It's good to be in the house of God. And forgive me, I'm still getting over a sinus infection. And so I still got some drainage going on. So I, I, I promise you I'm well. So if, if I sound a little stopped up, it's just drainage left over that I'm still trying to shake off and get rid of. But nevertheless, God is good. And I'm still here. Still got a view and not stretched out being viewed. So with that, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. You say whatever you want to say. I'm, I'm grateful. This morning, I want to talk about a simple topic. Simple topic. And that is hell. But before we go into that topic of discussion, there's a lot of things going on in our society around the world. The, you know, whether we're at the brink of going to war with Russia and people are panicking, people are all upset and everything, whether Putin is going to attack and what's going to happen. But I sit back and listen sometime to some of the news reports. I don't overwhelm myself with it. Because the bottom line with anything, war is nothing new. War has been around. If you open your Bible, war has been around a long time. And God is still God. And there is nothing that's going to happen, you know, that God isn't aware of. My faith and trust is in God. He will deliver. He will make a way regardless of how high gas prices go, how high utility Prices go, uh, grocery bills, meats, or whatever. He has promised that he will provide. So what we need to understand is our faith and trust need to be in God. I'm not in no way saying disrespect the leaders of the country. But I'm saying your faith should be in God. And what, what, uh, what amazes me is... I haven't, and I'm saying, I'm speaking for me. With all of this going on, the brink of war, the, the number of lives that could be lost, the, you know, the, the, the number of casualties that they project that would, uh, you know, be a fallout from this. I haven't heard not one leader call on God. Not one. Not even our president. I want you to stop and think about that for a moment. But we're quick to say we're a Christian nation. We, we know the U.S. has a stockpile of weapons just like Russia does. But why isn't anyone appealing to God? Maybe I missed some of the reports. But I haven't heard not one leader, whether it be Republican, Democratic, Independent, or whatever they want to call themselves. I haven't heard not one appeal to say, let us pray to God. For peace. 
let us pray to God for Vladimir Putin. Wait a minute. Now, the Bible does say you pray for your enemy, right? But yet we, we, will, we will talk about the stockpiles, the, the weapons, you know, how, how powerful we are, the sanctions we can put on another nation. What we can do, what we can do. What about God? So before you go getting all caught up and turning into a warmonger, think about who you're putting your faith and trust in. As I'll say again, war is nothing new. War has been around forever. And it will probably continue to be around forever. As long as man continue to ignore God and lean to his own understanding instead of accepting the authority of God to lead and rule his life, war will forever be around. But don't get yourself in a panic. Don't get yourself all caught up and worked up because of these news reports you're hearing because what might happen, what might happen, what might happen. Folks, anything can happen. Trust God. That's all I'm saying this morning. Trust God. And whatever God's will is to allow to happen, you know what? He's very much aware of it, and he can very much handle whatever occurs. He could still feed his people. He could still protect them, provide somewhere for them to sleep. And he could still put clothing on their back. Because for him not to do that would make him a liar. And ain't no war going to make God a liar. Amen. Amen? Amen. So I, I just want to get that out because it, it amazes me we're so quick We'll talk about, we won't talk about sharing the gospel, but we'll talk about, you think we're going to go to war? You think Putin's going to attack? You think Putin's going to do this? You think this going to, why don't we talk about sharing the gospel like that? And here's something we as Christians, we ought to be, hey, this is a door opener to share the gospel. I wonder, are all of those soldiers ready to meet God in the event they don't come back home? Because just as real as we believe heaven is, so is hell. Let me say that again. Just as much as we believe heaven is real, so is hell. And it's not going to make a difference. You stand at judgment and say, well, I fought for the United States of America. And? And what does that supposed to mean? In comparison to what you were supposed to be fighting for 
for the will of God. Amen. I said last week, we spent a lot of our time investing ourselves in doing a lot of things that won't amount to anything on the day of judgment. What we need to do is look in the word of God and invest our time doing the things that are going to matter in accordance to judgment. Did I feed the hungry, visit the sick? Did I help those in need? Did I walk the walk like Jesus? Did I talk the talk like Jesus? That's what's going to matter, folks. A lot of these other things that we do to pride ourselves, to make ourselves look good, to pat ourselves on the back, what good is it going to do you when you stand in judgment? You may get the fanfare on this side of life. But the Bible teaches us, Hebrew 9.27, we have an appointment. And the Bible teaches us also that we're going to stand in judgment and we're going to give an account. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, we're going to give an account to everything that we've done, whether it be good or evil. We're going to be seen and known for who we really are. So let's not get ourselves caught up in a lot of to-do things that won't matter. You could fill up an obituary when somebody died talking about all the things they enjoyed doing. All of the things that they accomplished on this time side of life. But what did they do that mattered to God? Folks, whether you believe it or not, and you don't have to believe it for it to be true. You have less time today than you had yesterday. You have less time today than you had yesterday to get yourself together and to get on the right track. And if you live to see tomorrow, you're going to have even lesser time. Because every day you're counting closer to that judgment day. The Bible said man born of a woman or but a few days and in no few days full of trouble. You don't have time to be messing around. It's time to get real. What about this place called hell? What does the Bible say about hell? Oh, this is one of those subjects folks just don't like to talk about. We love to talk about heaven, even though we, we might not be living right. And, but we don't like to talk about hell. But just because you don't like to talk about it doesn't mean it's not real. Hell is real, folks. Hell is real. I, I don't have the time and I'm not going to get into all of the, the Greek origins and the breakdown. I'm using the word hell this morning in, in the term of the lake of fire. Hell is really when you die, it, there, there's a place you go when you die. We, we've taught this. We've explained this. 
It's just Tartars and Paradise. I'm using the, the term hell this morning as the second judgment, the lake of fire. The final place where the soul is going to rest. So keep in mind, when, when you die, you're either going to Tartarus or Paradise. We're writing straight on this. So don't be accusing Brother May of saying, oh, well, he, he wasn't teaching right up there. I'm saying I'm using the word hell as the final place. Where the devil and his angels it was prepared for them. When you die, you close your eyes and immediately you're going to know your eternal resting place. I want you to stop and think about that for a moment. In the moment that you die, you're going to know your eternal resting place. So, brother, man, how do you know that? How do you know that? The Bible, the Bible teaches us that there's that place called paradise where you, you, you rest in Abraham's bosom and there's that place to talk with a rich man. Scream now and was said, I am in torment in this place. But here's why I know you're going to know your eternal resting place. Because between the two of those places, there's a gulf. And the Bible said that gulf separates those that are resting in Abraham's bosom. And those that are in torment over here with the rich man. That where the ones that are resting can't cross over there. And where the rich man was or is, he can't cross over there. Well, if there's no crossing allowed, you know what there is to come. There's no parole. No good time behavior. When you close your eyes and wake up to whichever one of these places you're going to be in, you know what your eternity is going to be about. But here's, here's, a, here's the, the amazing thing. If you're in torment, if you're in Tartarus, being tormented, like the rich man cried out, that's only the beginning of the worst that is to come. That's only the beginning. Of the worst that is to come. Because the lake of fire still awaits. See, even though you're in torment, even though you're going through all this that you're going through, it's, it's going to get worse. Can you, can you just picture that? It's going to get 
worse. Whereas over in paradise, you're resting and you only have something even better to look forward to. It's real, folks. It's real. Now, whether you believe it or not, it doesn't matter. I used to concern myself whether or not people believe it or not. It doesn't matter whether you believe it or not to make it true. God said it. That's all that matters. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, murderers, the sexual, immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars. And, you know, that, that always amazes me. It said all liars. Not some liars. All liars. So regardless, if it's untrue, it's a lie. You could try to, you could try to shape it, form it, and call it something else if you want to. All liars. Their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur. Which is what? The second death. It's real, folks. It's real. Man. But look, look at the people that will be there. Cowardly. The faithless. Well, the, the word of God warns us, Hebrews 11 and 6, for without faith, what? It's impossible to please him, right? So that, that's a warning right there. You got to have faith. Faith without works is what? Detestable. Just nasty. Vow. Don't, like, don't act like you ain't never seen people like that. Might work around some. Turn on your TV. You see it? Murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, doubters, all those idol worshipers, boy. Those idol worshipers. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. Who are the these in Matthew 25, 46? Who shall go away in eternal punishment? Who are the these? The these are the ones that Jesus said when he was sick. You didn't visit me and take care of me. When he was hunger, you didn't feed me. When he was in prison, you didn't come visit me. Jesus said, when, when, when I was thirsty, you didn't give me anything to drink. He said, these are the ones that are going to bust hell wide open. Because you had an opportunity to do good. 
You had an opportunity to show love. You had an opportunity to show compassion. And as much as you did it not unto the least of one of these, you've done it unto me. Are you a part of the these? What, what do you spend majority of your time doing? Huh? Is this life about you? The last time I, I studied and looked up, when I went down into the watery grave of baptism, that was a purchase made. That was a purchase of my life. That the Lord purchased me and gave me a new beginning. A new start. But you know what? It wasn't about my will anymore. It was his will. Are you still true to that deal? Are you still true to that covenant? You said when you acknowledged that I believe Jesus Christ is the son of God and you went down into that watery grave of baptism, you agree. You agree. No gun to your head, no knife to your throat or your back. You agree that I am going to be sold out to Jesus. Lord, here am I. Send me. Lord, whatever your will is, I'll go. Are you still true to that covenant? Or have you grown that life is more about you than it is about serving God? That's why those individuals right there, that's why they didn't understand. And Jesus said, they will be punished. They're going to go to hell. Because what mattered to the Lord didn't matter to them. The wicked go down to the realm of the dead. All the nations that forget God. Psalm 917. Look around in our society today. People don't fear God. People don't fear God. They're passing legislation. You know what? It, it was bad enough to pass laws making abortion legal. But now you, you could get, you could get the, the abortion pill in the mail now. So in other words, you can live the, 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 the nasty, righteous, ungodly way you want to live and everything. Just look for your postman to deliver your mail. And they're delivering that Birth that, that abortion pill to you. All you got to do is in the privacy of your own home. You can perform an abortion right there in the privacy of your own home. That's what you do when you take that pill. No regard for life. And people are quick to say, well, it's my body. 
Well, be more responsible with your body. I understand animals. I understand dogs and cats and rats and rabbits and everything. They, They don't practice safe sex, so to speak. Because they're animals. But we have more sense. Well, we're supposed to have more sense. You know, they keep talking about how much money is costing the nation, how much money is costing the state and city government to take care of of, of, uh, children being born out of wedlock and everything. And people want to fuss and raise hell about you need to pass legislation to take care of these women and uh, these women, their children and everything. No, how about abstinence? Why is it you never hear the word abstinence. Why you never hear getting married? Oh, here's one. Why don't you ever hear the question, where's the daddy? (laughs) Where's the daddy? Sent Brother Bobby an article last week. You all probably saw it on the news. Family out in Congress. What was it? 14 children? 14 in the house? And I'm saying, I ain't seen not one man. Uh, How did they have all these babies? Somebody had to go up in there. But nobody wants to talk about hell, but people want to live all kind of vile and ungodly and immoral lives. Mm. Matthew 13 and 50, and throw them into the blazing furnace where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Sound like a hot place to me. (laughs) Second Peter 2 and 4, for if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until the judgment. Think about how long ago that was. Think about how long those angels been waiting. Angels. And angels are created beings of God. But they're waiting. They're waiting. Like many others that have gone on. They're waiting. Waiting only for something worse. 
Oh, we don't like to think about it. We don't like to talk about it. But is that going to make it go away? You know, talk, going back to the thing about war with Russia, you know, this would be the time you talk to people and say, are you ready? In the event something devastating happened and, and your soul is required, are you ready? If the crazy man decides to nuke us, are you ready? No, we don't want to talk about dying. Because Eve, I, I'm persuaded, some of us in the church, we, we, just, we just believe everybody going to heaven. And that's a lie. Hell is a place of torment for the lost or the, or the unsaved. Because everyone has sinned. No one deserves to live with the holy and righteous heavenly father. Romans 3, 10, 3 and 23. But God is a loving father and he offers salvation from death to all. And for those that reject the offer, God's justice will be executed and the wage of sin will be paid in hell. It said the wages of sin is what? Death. And you're going to pay that debt. You, you're going to pay that settlement in hell. That's where it's going to be settled at. Hell is real. You don't have to agree. The Bible even gives us information on even trying to help our children to avoid from going there. How to teach them. Amen? Amen. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from Sheol. Ain't much striking going on these days. Matter of fact, very little striking going on. Because parents are afraid of their children now. Kids in elementary school packing. <laughs> Real guns. Kids in elementary school killing their parents. Because the parents took their video game from them. Won't allow them to play on it as long as they want to. Made me clean my room up. I'm going to kill you. And, and, and the amazing thing is, they mean it when they say it now. But that only comes because you've allowed it to get to that point. You allowed it to escalate to that point. You whip they behind and wear they behind out when they small. 
I don't want to, I don't want to whip my child. And that's why they're whipping your butt. Torment will be physical. Luke 16, 24, and he called out, Father Abraham, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am in anguish or in torment in this flame. In this what? In this flame. Torment will be physical. You're going to feel. You're going to feel. If you're not going to feel, what was, what was this man talking about? He felt the heat. He cried out for relief. He even went as far as to say, Father Abraham, send Lazarus to tell my brothers. Boy, they don't want to come here. They don't want to come here. It's going to be physical. Folks, talk about when you die is all over or just the beginning, folks. It's just the beginning. Revelation 14, 11, and the smoke of their torment goes up forever and ever. And they have no rest, day or night. These worshipers of the beast and its image and whoever receives the mark of its name, you burn forever, folks. You just keep burning. You just keep burning. And you just keep burning. And you feel it. And you feel it. Torment will be mental. Luke 16, 25. And besides all this, between us and you, a great chasm or a gulf has been fixed in order that those who would pass from here to you may not be able and none may cross from there to us. Remember, I told you, you're going to know. And just imagine you're in tor you are in torment and you know why. Amen. It ain't like God erases your memory and you say, I just can't remember how I ended up here. You know how some things can happen in your life and you just can't recall it anymore. Uh, 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 I, I still tell people today, uh, years ago I had an incident on the track and, and I messed my knee up. And I still tell people today, when I was loading that tractor on the back of that trailer, I was sitting up on the tractor driving. But when the tractor went off the back of the trailer, I ended up, when I woke up, I was down off the tractor in between the bump, the tractor and the bump of the trailer with my knee pin. To this day, I still can't tell you how I got down. Don't know. That ain't how it's going to be. Amen. You're going to be able to recall, and that's why torment is going to be mental, 
All those times those folks tried to tell me. All those invitations I turned down. Man, when so-and-so tried to get me to straighten up and do what's right, and you know I went off on them, I avoided them, I stayed away, I left the church, and it, oh, it's going to be mental, folks. Because you're going, you're going to know. And it ain't a thing you could do about it. And torment will be spiritual. 2 Thessalonians 1, 5 through 9. This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God. That you, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God. For which you are also suffering. Since indeed God considers it just. I love this. God considers it just to repay with afflictions those who afflict you. Did you hear what the word of God said? Since these people messed with you, picked on you, made fun of you, whatever, God said, now nah, I'm fit to have some. I'm fit to have some fun. It's payback. God considers it just to repay with affliction those who afflict you and to grant relief to you who are afflicted as well as to us. When the Lord Jesus is revealed from heaven with his mighty angels in flame and fire, inflicting vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord Jesus. They will suffer the punishment of eternal destruction away from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his might. You will never see God again. And where there's the absence of God, there's the absence of hope. That's what it says. But good news, folks. Good news. I ain't going to leave you hanging. Good news. You know what? You don't have to go to hell. You do not have to go to hell. You know, in the game Monopoly, you, you land on a certain thing. It said, go to jail. Go directly to jail. You know what? You do not have to go to hell. There's someone waiting to post bail for you. And you know what? He has already bore it all for you. It's just a matter of you making up your mind to do what's right and to come unto him and learn of his ways. But the question is, are you willing to deny yourself and humble yourself to learn of his ways. He said, I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest unto your soul. Well, are you willing to accept that invitation? For us who are members of the church, are you willing to come back? Just because you're showing up doesn't necessarily mean 
you're still committed. When it's all said and done, the books are going to be open. And as the scripture text was read, it says, any whose names were not found in the Lamb's book of life, you're going to hell. Just because your name was added through baptism, it doesn't mean once saved, always saved. Amen. You can fall away. The question is, are you willing to admit you have fallen away and you're ready to be restored back? Folks, we could stand here and talk about hell and heaven all day, but the bottom line is it takes you to make up your mind. You can't love this world and go to heaven. You can't love this world and please God. God must be returned back as your first love. And if God can't be first, he can't be anything for you. So my question to you this morning is, who is he to you today? Is he the one you're looking for? To deliver you from hell? Or does it bother you about going to hell? Rest assured, you'll go. You will go. But you don't have to. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but should have what? Everlasting life. He said, you don't have to go to hell. You don't have to go there. I did my part to pave the way for you to avoid going to hell. But if you choose not to listen to my son, listen to what Jesus said. Except you believe that I am he, you're going to die in your sins. Well, if I die in my sins, the wages of sin is what? It's death. So Jesus is simply saying, if you don't believe that I am he, you know what? You're going to hell. If you don't accept me as the authority, 14 John 14 and 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you cannot accept Jesus as that, you're going to hell. There is no other way. There is no other truth. There is no other life that matters. Jesus said in John 15, what? I am the true vine, and my father is the husband. You know what? He said, if you don't abide in me, you know what? You're wasting your life. Your life has no worth. It has no value. And you know what? You're going to burn in hell. That's what it says. You're just like broken limbs that are gathered together. And they're gathered together to do what? 
to burn. Don't, don't be offended because I keep saying you're going to hell. You don't have to go. Why are you getting mad? But some would choose to go. And you will go. But just make it known today. If anybody here today closes their eyes and they wake up on the wrong side, it's because you chose to go to hell. God didn't send you to hell. You chose to go to hell. That was the lack of appreciation and respect you had for God. That you woke up where you're going to wake up. God so loved you. That he paved the way. For you to avoid hell. But because you love yourself more than God. And you weren't willing to deny yourself. Whatever it was you was in love with doing, you felt it was worth going to hell over. And I promise you, when you close your eyes, you will go. So I don't know who she is, who he is, what it is. It ain't worth going to hell over. But maybe right now, you can't see it. I pray you open your eyes before it's too late. What's our song? 98. 98 is our invitation song. I surrender all. I surrender all. Do you surrender all this morning? Come on back home if you left. You say, well, I've been coming. I've been coming. The Christian life is more than just showing up on Sunday. When I said come on back home, Return back into the full service and commitment of giving your life to, to Christ. Doing the things that matters to the Lord, not to you. Come on back home. Let us together stand and let us sing.